Hi, this is Mark Viquez, the Ballpark Hunter. Welcome to the Ballpark Hunter podcast. With me today is Mike Sellers. Uh, he's not only a follower of me on Twitter, and I'm a follower of his, he is also part of the podcast called Up to Chat Podcast. So he uh, has conversations about ballparks and stories of ballpark chasers every Wednesday of the month. And here we have him on to talk to us uh, a little bit about baseball, maybe a little football. Maybe a little Dayton-style pizza. Mike, welcome to the show. Thanks, Mark, for having me on. I appreciate being here. Yeah, well, Mike was one of the gentlemen who, uh, when I posted the other day about getting guests on my podcast, he reached out to me. Uh, there's about five of you. I think I'm doing four podcasts today. Oh, wow. And then a couple tomorrow, so sometimes be careful what you wish for. But <laughs> I do appreciate you reaching out back to me because I was running out of content and you know, now I have three, three interviews done and a few more coming up. So I'm jazzed and uh, you're a fellow <laughs> podcaster like me. And I want to know about your podcast. I don't think I'm too familiar with it as I should. And I feel a little guilty about that. <laughs> what can you tell me about it? Well, uh, first of all, it's actually only every other Wednesday. So oh, every other Wednesday. I, yeah, I intentionally did it less often than most people do for a couple of reasons. One is, you know, busy and got stuff yeah. going on but oh, more than that I agree with you on that yeah <laughs> yeah even more than that is like i i wanted to do this for fun and i didn't want yes. it to ever get to a point where it's just like this is a hassle i gotta do this and i'm not enjoying it so I'm like if i just do it less often uh i'm more likely to always enjoy it so there's that okay. nothing um, wrong with that <laughs> and uh yeah i've been uh, interested in doing podcasts for a handful of years now me and my brother have talked about doing a sports in general podcast, not baseball specific, because he's more of a basketball guy. Um, and uh, we've just kind of, for years, always been like, well, we need to do this. We need to do this. And never really put much effort together in actually doing it. And uh, over the winter this past year, I finally was kind of like, you know what? It's like, I could just do this on my own. I, I never really up to that point thought of doing it on my own because while I can have a conversation with anybody, I'm not the type to just be able to have a, you know, a 30 minute or hour long podcast where I would just be talking myself. But then I, it hit me after listening to other people's podcasts, you know, like uh, the dad hat Chronicles, baseball bucket list, mm -hmm. pulling tarp podcast. Let's get to when I started listening to some of those, I got the idea of like, it's a good idea. You know, I can be doing this podcast by myself while constantly interviewing someone different each week. And, uh, I'm still a little nervous getting it started because yeah, I'm, I consider myself a pretty shy person, even though I'm not nearly as shy as I used to be. So I still was a little bit uh, unsure about it, but I uh, decided to put myself out there and get it going. And thankfully I've had family and friends and reach out and help give me tips and support me, the idea of doing it. Um, and now that I'm uh, 20 episodes in, uh, still not perfect by any means, but I feel more comfortable doing it at least and uh, enjoy it. And uh, there's definitely some perks to it as well. No, definitely. Uh, how do you set up your your podcast? With me, I just reach out to folks, uh, re write emails to baseball teams, uh, try to contact other podcasters, throw stuff on Twitter. Uh, do you have a different method or am I doing it all wrong? <laughs> uh uh, if you're doing it wrong, then I'm doing it wrong too, because that's oh, very okay. similar to how I'm doing it. Like nice. right off, yeah, right off the bat, before I even actually ever did an episode, I sat down and uh, made a list of people I would want to be on the show and, and that I thought 
might might do it because I wanted to see if there was enough people for me to even get this adventure going. Because if I if I was thinking, if in my mind I can only think of you know five people, then it's like what's the point? But the uh, the list I came up with was actually pretty long, and I knew that over time it would grow because I would meet new people, etc. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, for the most part, I go off. I'm still going off that list, but I do want. Every now and then, I want to do an episode about a specific team or specific ballpark. So, like you said, I will also here and there reach out to uh, certain minor league teams, and some of them uh, don't respond or some don't want to do yeah. it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, a lot that's... of them have been, yeah, a lot of them have been generous and open to doing it. So, uh, so that's where I get a lot of them. And I've actually uh, had a few people reach out to me as well and that, that oh, always makes you feel nice. good when yeah, someone not only do you know they're listening but they're like hey i want to be on your podcast so yeah I, yeah i don't think i've had that yet i don't think anybody said hey mark you know if you ever need someone on your podcast let me know <laughs> well hold on I, I no let me make a correction i think robert pimpser of the uh pinstripe chronicles has uh reached out to me or, okay. or pinstripe pod uh website Pinstripe prospects. Sorry, Robert, I messed it up. We, we only talked two times about it. So yeah, he might've reached out to me, but it's, uh, yeah, it, you know, I, I sent an email. I do get a lot of responses. I would say a little bit more than I don't every now and then I'll get into, uh, email. I'm like, Hey, yeah, I could do it. Let me know. I'm, uh, you know, I I'm busy this week, but I can do it next week. And then you get back to them and then, mm -hmm. then you can't figure out a time. Uh, there was one GM who gave me his phone number. We were texting back and forth. And after a while, I'm like, okay, I guess it's not working out because, <laughs> you know, it's like, if I have your text number, you know, your phone number, we should be able to get something. Right. Going. But yeah, it's, you know, I, I know when I first started, I had a list of teams. I'm like, well, I got to talk to this guy. I got to talk to this team. And yeah. Uh, there's a couple teams I'm still trying to get. Like I would love the Johnson City Doughboys, somebody from them to be on my podcast because that's a good brand. It's uh, so I had such a blast at that ballpark last year. I was there for Thirsty Thursdays. It's I love the old ballparks that have been renovated and have a little bit of the new. Uh, and you're right, the brand is very, very unique. It almost feels like a, a soccer logo in some yeah. regards like it's yeah. just a very cool looking logo it's it almost is, like uh... the old columbus crew logo that got a little updated <laughs> yeah it's a great sure. look love the colors but i think with them is um i was doing some research on their ballpark and they said their ballpark uh, was built 1956 57 okay. i have found articles online that said uh, newspaper articles that say it was built in 1950 and I've reached out to them. They haven't gone mm -hmm. back to me. And it's like, I want you on my podcast to have this conversation. You know, I'm not <laughs> right. trying to call you out, but right. I'm looking at historical, I'm looking at newspaper evidence, you know? Yeah. It's and like, you would think, I, I feel like uh, the minor league teams, obviously, you know, it's not like we're paying them or whatever, but you yes. still feel like they only have, can only gain from this because yeah, people in our community, of course, knows know all about all these minor league teams and stuff. Yes. But generally, in the sports world, they're no. still relatively unknown. So no. it's just basically free publicity. Even if we don't have, you know, tons of listeners, it's still a few extra listeners that maybe they'll yeah buy some tickets or buy some merchandise. Yeah, and it's you know, and like like I said, it's like I just I think this would be a great podcast to have. They just haven't been able to make it work. I don't get responses. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. 
nothing against them. I get it. They're an operation. They have stuff going on. They're busy. Yeah. You know, maybe I'm just yeah. a lonely <laughs> ballpark hunter podcast. Maybe they're looking at my numbers and saying, yeesh, this guy, <laughs> he only has seven reviews on his Apple podcast site. <laughs> Screw him. We're, we're, we're going to go to Ed Rivera of the, of the Dad Hat Chronicles. Right. <laughs> or the Baseball by Design. Paul yeah, Caputo. Baseball. Yeah, Mr. Caputo, who, who yeah. listens to my podcast. I appreciate it. Uh, he okay. makes comments. Uh, he has posted. So, yeah, I appreciate uh, you guys reaching out. Anna as well from the Bucket Baseball Bucketheads. Yeah. Uh, you know, they they know who I am. I'm not part of uh, <laughs> Curve, Curve Brim Media, but. Same here. I wouldn't be upset if, you know, <laughs> you, you contacted me. Maybe we could have that conversation. Don't know what that right. means. Any, do I have to, like, you know, get initiated? Do I have to take somebody out? Yeah. it's an exclusive club <laughs> exclusive club i know so you know yeah i'd, I'd, I'd like to be part of a, a, an association of podcasters of baseball that'd be kind of nice uh, <laughs> but that's fine it. you know let's I'm, I'm just throwing it out there so uh getting back to you obviously uh you're a big minor league baseball fan and you told me before the show that your favorite branding is the jacksonville jumbo shrimp tell me why mm-hmm. well for one is ever since i was a kid i'm been a jacksonville jaguars football team so oh, right off the bat the city of jacksonville catches my eye of course and then i like uh my favorite thing in logos absolute favorite thing is when it's a thing that represents the team name such as the jumbo shrimp yes but they have it in a way that is shaped like a letter representing the city so their jumbo shrimp oh, being shaped right. like a j is just amazing to me and it's also it's one of those it's it's a fun name that doesn't in reality, it's pretty silly, but it doesn't feel super silly to me. Like some of the other ones that are still fun just seem a little bit like that's fun, but that's just that's just too goofy. And mm-hmm. I know in reality, Jumbo Shrimp probably is equally as goofy, but doesn't feel that way to me. Um, and the even like their alternate logos and stuff are pretty cool. So it's a combination of being a fan of the city of Jacksonville, liking the name, and mostly the specific J shaped jumbo shrimp logo is just i think the best yeah i was uh, i kind of felt the same way when i first saw that logo first at first i was scratching my head saying jumbo shrimp are you guys out of your mind what is what are you smoking and then uh, and i'm like no they're really going to go with this they are going with the the jumbo (laughs) shrimp and you know looking back now it's you know yeah it's fine it makes sense you know i yeah and i another little tidbit i learned I, so I recently went a couple weeks ago to a jumbo shrimp game for oh, the first time. Very nice. And um, so, yeah, usually when I'll get, when I go to these new parks, I'll do a little research sometimes before, sometimes after about the ballpark and team. And when I was researching a little bit of their brand, I found an article that I'm pretty sure was sportslogos.net, which would, I would assume was written by Paul Caputo then said yeah. that part of the jumbo shrimp name, obviously the shrimp, you know, being, um, by the ocean and stuff like that but also part of it is the city of jacksonville is actually the largest city in the 48 states of america not counting hawaii and alaska by landmass, but obviously not by population so it's actually the largest city but it's supposedly got like a small town feel and people don't really recognize it as being such a big city so that's kind of representing the jumbo shrimp is like it's a big city, but it doesn't feel like a big city. So when I heard that too, it made me mm. enjoy it even more. Yeah, it's kind of like Indianapolis. You know, everybody says, uh, and that's that's where I'm located. 
big city, but it has a small town feel. And and I know you you visit uh, Indianapolis a lot. Do you agree with that statement as well? I do. It's um one honestly one of my top. It's, it's hard for me to rank. I'm a big person on ranking cities, ballparks, okay. things like that. Um, so it's hard for me to rank the cities that I'm visit more often because it just feels a little different. And Indianapolis yeah. is I'm only two hours away from there, so I've visited many times. So it's harder for me to rank it. But honestly, yeah, I think it's that's a good way to describe it, and I really like it. It's feels like a very clean city. Yes. It's yeah, it's it's really nice. To, yeah, it's it's a very clean city, and uh, <clears throat> I don't get out to Columbus, Ohio, a lot. But when I do, and I think I I may get out there once a year if that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, maybe two times every few years. I they're very similar as well. I feel like those two towns, yeah, kind of kind of remind me of the same. Except you know, one has a hockey team and and one has a a basketball team, but uh, and one has this giant campus called Ohio State, and one has right. IUPUI. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, but you know, I like those cities. I like being able to to get downtown in a half hour or so. I, I like not mm-hmm. having to park twenty five dollars an hour. Right. Uh, I like right. not having to sit in traffic on a weekend. You know, it's yeah. You know, th- these are the type of cities I like. And then you know, the suburbs and you have different districts. You know, make it uh, appealing. Now I get it. I got buddies that live in Chicago. They could just hop on the L and check out a Cubs game, a White Sox <laughs> game, a concert, Lollapalooza. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> kind of fun, but. You're also paying about triple in in property tax, so oh, uh, no doubt about it. Yeah, I'm not, <laughs> no. uh, I'm not that uh, not that jealous of you. You know, I like You're where right. I live. They're right. building uh, in two years right down the street from me. They're building the new Indy Fuel Hockey Arena. Oh, really? Uh, Eight thousand five hundred seat arena for the hockey team. Nice. I wish they would build some kind of ballpark with it because. <laughs> you know, a summer collegiate one in the prospect league. Cause I think that'd be ideal mm. or even in the great lakes league, which I know yeah. there's a couple teams near you in that league. Yeah. I love to see it. So for sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, Fishers is kind of uh, becoming big and, and hip. So uh, Jacksonville. So you're a Jaguars fan, but you're not from Jacksonville. How did you become a Correct. fan of the Jags? So uh, people that know me know that, you know, I'm not your typical, like I'm from Cincinnati. So I like all the Cincinnati teams. Now I, my favorite teams are Jacksonville Jaguars and football, mm-hmm. Georgia Bulldogs, football, Detroit Tigers, um, like Yukon yep. Huskies and basketball, Pittsburgh Penguins and hockey. So I like them all over and they're yeah. all for different reasons that as I was a kid with Jacksonville, it was as simple as um, me and my whole family were huge sport fans, sports fans, you know, instantly like, all I can remember is being a sports fan. And um, by the time Jacksonville and Carolina were expansion teams, I was only five years old, but it already, I was such a big sports fan that I already was like, wow, this is so cool. Some new teams are going to be in the league. So me and my brother, who was only a couple of years older than I am, both started liking the two expansion teams just because they were new. So he's a big Panthers fan to this day. And I'm a Jaguars fan to this day, just simply because that has, as far as that's how it started. Okay. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's the thing. Once you become a fan of a team for whatever reason, mm-hmm. it sticks. Like when I was a kid, I was a Dallas Cowboys fan. Okay. In New Jersey. But then again, that wasn't uncommon. A lot of people like yeah. Dallas Cowboys because th- this is right before uh, the Giants won a Super Bowl. And this is, I guess, around, right, right around the time that the, the, the Jets were in the AFC <laughs> championship against Miami. So and I, I was too young to remember all that. So yeah, I was a Cowboy fan. Why not? And then as I got older, I'm like, well, I got to like the Jets or the Giants. So I picked the Jets 
and I've been miserable ever since. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's a little bit of hope, uh, hope going on this year, but uh, it's been I, you know what? Yeah, I, yeah, no, no, you're absolutely right. I remember when the Jets won on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god, the Jets just destroyed the Dolphins, forty to seventeen. <laughs> and then later on that night, I watched the Mets get their butts kicked against San Diego and eliminated <laughs> from the playoffs. I'm like, you know, the Jets had a win. <laughs> Jets had a win for the first time, and I know they won the week before, but yeah, I'm not used to the team being three and two. That's like right. Really? Oh, trust me, you're preaching to the choir there. Yeah, this is what it's like. This is what it feels yeah. like. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, no, you're right. It, and it's nice when your football teams do well. And you know, of course, the Jets uh were trying to to match the Jags a few years ago for the number one court uh number one pick. And uh, you know, you guys yeah. got <laughs> you guys got your guy, and we got Zach Wilson and Hopefully, uh, yeah. we're both happy. I mean, I, I have no ill will against uh, the Jags, uh, and vice versa. Yeah, I hope it works out well for both of us. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not a fan of uh, Justin Fields because no. of uh, him leaving Georgia, and my least favorite team is Ohio State, even though I'm from oh. here. So he went from my favorite to my least favorite. So had the Jets drafted Justin Fields, I, I couldn't have rooted for him. But since they yeah. didn't, I can root for him. Yeah, that was a topic of conversation. People thought they should have went with Justin Fields, and and, and it's a crapshoot. You don't know what's going to happen. You yeah. don't know if uh, the guy you pick is, you know, Sam Darnold. I mean, you know, right. we thought he was going <laughs> to exactly. be our man. And my God, no, how, how, yeah, San, Sanchez was a little questionable. How, and Sanchez at least got you to a couple AFC championships. Yeah, true. But Sam Darnold, oh, well, once he goes to Carolina, he's going to be good. Nope, that's not happening. <laughs> I remember it's funny you say that because I remember my brother that I was just talking about being a Panthers fan. Um, the year they traded for the Panther or for Darnold, I remember he was thrilled because he yeah. was like, he's like, I don't, Darnold's still young and he's like, he really didn't have much help with the Jets. So he's like, I yeah. think he could actually be really good now. Obviously, now a year later, he's ready for him to leave, <laughs> but he was excited I, for him. I, I mean, that's how quick it came. It was, mm-hmm. you know, and I remember Sam Darnold, I think his first three games, he, he threw for 300 yards. I think they had three wins. Yeah, uh, but then as soon as McCafferty got injured, that was it. And then, and then you bring in yeah. Baker Mayfield, which I was shocked. I didn't think he was somebody I was, Cleveland wanted to get rid of, but now he sucks. That was this. I was surprised too because I've never been high on Baker Mayfield. And when Panthers acquired him, I was like, why? Because I'm like, at a best case scenario, he's just slightly better than Sam Darnold and mm-hmm. is not the long term future. So it's like, why give up any assets for him at this point? Just give Darnold another chance if that's what you're going with. Oh, I tell you, it's, you know, if you cannot find that right quarterback, your oh. team is doomed and being uh, a Jet no fan. And, and, and that's why, <clears throat> and that's why I was shocked. I mean, Geno Smith's kicking some butt up in Seattle right now oh, because I can't believe it. I, I'm like, an ex Jet is, still playing football how many years after he left the jets like that doesn't happen either like if the jets have a quarterback and they go to another team they're not playing for much longer you know (laughs) because they suck suck there they suck at the other place but good for gino i'm I'm happy you know maybe gino's like hey maybe he picked up some stuff uh throughout his journey and he's like hey i got i got a shot right and the funny part is that he's actually doing better than russell wilson right now i know what the heck? This is a weird, <laughs> weird world we live in. When Geno Smith is is kicking right. butt over uh, Russell Wilson, but right, you know. uh, right, and that when the Giants are what four and one, yeah, Giants are four and one. Uh, they have a little bit of an easy schedule. Let's be honest. I mean, Green True. Bay is not is. I think Green Bay is a little bit overrated. I think that's a team that's going to be five hundred this year. You know, uh, eight and eight, yeah. maybe. Well, I guess eight and 
whatever the how many games <laughs> nine you play eight. now. Nine <laughs> and eight. Like, that's yeah. weird. Seventeen games. It's not it even. Is. Just go right. sixteen or eighteen. <laughs> I think it's only a matter of time before they get to 18. They just, the players weren't willing yeah. to jump two games, but if they jump one game, then yeah. they can wait a few years and jump another game later. No, no, you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. So, you know, we're talking football. This is a ballpark conversation. So let's get back to a little baseball. But I'll, yeah, it's kind of nice talking about football. I have no problems For with sure. that. Uh, how many ballparks have you been to? Minor league, major leagues? Do you keep count? I do. I'm at, uh, just got back from seeing. Jacksonville and Gwinnett, which brought my total up to 93 baseball nice. parks now. Nice. And how did you like uh, Jacksonville? I was there about 15 years ago. I have a fun story from there, but what did, what were your thoughts? <laughs> so I liked it a lot because uh, one big aspect to me about ballparks is, is being unique. So yes. even if it's not great, if it's unique, I love it. And that thing, that one, I loved how left field, there's the minor league hockey arena Right mm-hmm. field, there's the Jaguars Stadium, and in center field, not like super blatant, but there is one of the Jacksonville bridges in the back backdrop, and they had palm trees and a church inside the building. So I do understand the gripe that some people have about it not really necessarily feeling like a triple-A ballpark. I get that, but still overall, I did really enjoy the ballpark. Oh, yeah, because it was a double-A ballpark originally. Right. Uh, yeah, it wasn't really up. meant to be triple-A. Yeah. yeah, no, I... I remember being there as a young teenager in 1994 at the previous ballpark. I actually have a YouTube video of uh, me watching the game from uh, Wolfson Stadium, I think it was called. And in the background, you can see the old Gator Bowl that was being under construction because uh, Jacksonville was coming the next year. And then I, I guess 2005, I returned to Jacksonville and I checked out the game in the new ballpark. And after about four innings, it got rained out. And as people were waiting, it was beer night again. I'm always at a ballpark on beer night. It's like $2 (laughs) yinglings. And at the time, I couldn't get yingling up here in Indiana. So I'm just hanging out with a bunch of fans, shrinking yingling underneath the coverings. And I had a blast. I I could care less if a baseball game was going on. (laughs) And I remember after a while, they're like, okay, game's canceled. Like, okay, (laughs) guys, go home. <laughs> How long were people uh, hanging out there before they? We were hanging out for, I would say, after the game was over, they kind of gave us a grace period, like, okay, we'll let them finish up. But I would say about a good 40 minutes later, they're like, nice. okay, guys, nobody's leaving. Yeah. <laughs> Game's over. We have to close. It's cost us money to keep these lights on. Yeah. And was that good? They were getting a little annoyed, and it's like, oh, come on, we're having fun out here. There's like nothing <laughs> right. to do tonight. It's raining everywhere. So, <laughs> hey, but, you think uh, I understand the cost of still paying in the employees and lights and stuff? Yeah. You think, but if they're still making sales, like yeah, that's beer, the way I look you... at it. Even though it's probably two dollar beers and, and no one's tipping, True. you know, yeah, it's just like True. when I went to uh, the Nashville Sounds to their new ballpark, they have the um, the band box out in the outfield, and I oh, think yeah. they keep that open past an hour past game time. And you can still get drinks there past the seventh inning. It's sort of like its own little environment. Most people there are not even paying attention to the the baseball game taking place. (laughs) But I see that a lot of places. I feel like every ballpark now has to have that one spot where, you know, you you grab the non-baseball fans, the young people, the hip, you know, people people looking to meet and mingle. Yeah, uh, and even outside the ballpark and now more so on the major league level, but to some degree on the minor league level, it's not just a ballpark you're building anymore. And now it's the whole area of, you know, you yeah. got to have 
you know, like Atlanta's got the whole battery right outside yep. the ballpark. It's like you got to make a whole event, and it's cool. I like it, but uh, it does it's probably for like what you were saying. It's for more than just the baseball fans. Yeah, because I mean that's the thing. If you're just a, if you're just thinking that baseball fans are going to come in and watch your game, you're wrong. You know, you, you got to yeah. get those families. You got to get somebody like my wife who doesn't like baseball, yeah. but <laughs> she's there for a promotional idea. She's there for the the wine slushy she's there mm-hmm. for a, a group of friends you know like yeah. i live in indianapolis uh victory field i was there i think it was the second to last game of the season which okay. was only a few weeks ago it's, it's weird that i was at a baseball game in late october i mean no. late september <laughs> yeah. and the place was packed everybody was on the lawn with their kids they were having drinks with it's... friends you know and yeah you know it's it's, it's a it's... fun place to be it is. And I mean, obviously baseball is my favorite sport and that's one reason why I love going to the games anyway, but it's like, there's just something that hits so much different about a baseball game than football games and other games, which I'm still big fans of, but it's like baseball just feels right. You know, it's like, it's yeah. relaxing, it's fun, it's peaceful. Like you go to a football game and yeah, you might be more invested in the actual game itself. That's exactly what it is. You're invested. Yeah. But a lot of the people around you are, you know, uh, fighting for whatever reason or you know uh, if you're not rooting for their team they're yelling at you or whatever baseball just like their family's there there's everybody's like i said slow pace peaceful everybody seems you know, happier mm-hmm. things like that and uh don't get me wrong i like going to a football game it's not that it's a bad thing but something about going to a baseball game is just way more fun no no you're absolutely right and you know but you know if i go to a soccer game and you know, if I go down to Cincinnati to see FCC, or if I go to Indianapolis to check out uh, the Indy 11, you like that environment as well, where you have the supporter groups and they're singing and chanting. So, yeah. But yeah, baseball to me is relaxing. Um, just It's just a different vibe. And, you know, if you go to a yeah. minor league ballpark that does things a little bit differently and thinks outside the box, you're going to have some fun. But, uh, you know, saying that you've been to 93 different ballparks, what are some of your favorites? Which ones kind of stuck out? and say hey that's how come they don't do that elsewhere yeah or i have to come back one day yeah so uh so i typically rank them by level you know major league minor league collegiate summer and ncaa um at the major league level uh, my favorite one's kaufman stadium and it's yeah it's unique i love uh scoreboard i love the structure how it's uh like that odd shape so to speak yeah yeah the Um, uh chevron design yeah yeah the fountains in the outfield are beautiful um so i went there like seven years ago for the first time and then did not return until earlier this year and the whole time i kept telling myself like this is the best one but as i was getting ready to return Mm. i'm like i'm I'm gonna be disappointed i just know i am um but when i went it just reinforced how awesome it is so now after doing doing it twice i'm like i feel comfortable saying that's the best at the major league level and i haven't been to all of them of course but Mm -hmm. i've been to 22 that's quite um, a bit. Yeah. And uh, minor league level, uh, Charlotte's the best one I've been to. That backdrop oh, yeah. is yeah. amazing. Um, yeah, it is. I went there last year, been trying to get there for years. And yeah, it's it's everything is advertised. Oh, for sure. And uh, Nashville is one of my favorite. Um, mm-hmm. I love the guitar scoreboard. I love the band box. Um, it, one of the most like spacious ballparks I've been to. It's mm-hmm. like some, you have some ballparks you feel crammed everywhere you go. That one's just so wide open. Um, plus i love the city of nashville so oh yeah you can't go wrong and, yeah, and the exactly. and the surrounding neighborhood uh at the ballpark there's some really uh nice places to eat 
mm-hmm. uh, grab a burger, grab some German food. Uh, For sure. Yeah, it's it's just a fun little spot. I remember uh, I was there the first year that everything was under construction, and then I went back and you just saw all these new places, uh, buildings and apartments, and you're like, wow, this place has come a long way. And uh, I was supposed to go this year back in April, but the weather didn't agree with me, so I opted not to go. And I think they it had rained earlier that day, and there must have been less than a thousand people at the ballpark, so that would have been kind of a drab. Yeah, <laughs> to to drive yeah. you know almost five hours to to see yeah. that so right well so. yeah I've, I've been there a handful of times because i go to nashville so much and all the other times i've been there until i went there this year i was so absorbed in the guitar scoreboard the mm-hmm. the structure the, the frozen jack and cokes they have things like that that I, I didn't pay as much attention to the backdrop as i normally do and this time i was sitting more behind home plate than i typically am and I was sitting and I'm like, you know what, this is actually, you can see more of the downtown than I ever really realized here. Mm-hmm. And even yeah. the backdrop there is a lot better um, yeah, than no. I initially yeah. thought. Yeah, it's amazing to um, say that. And I remember going to games at the old Herschel Greer Stadium, which okay, uh, was yeah. definitely, definitely past his prime. <laughs> That's what uh, I hear. Well, yeah, it's, and I remember the last time I was there, I was driving down to Birmingham, which Regents Field is is one of my favorites at the double A level. I'd like to go there. And I wanted to get one of their retro jerseys. I show up. There's nobody in the gift shop. And then they said, well, she's out for lunch. Nobody knows how to work the register. So she's like, she'll be back in 45 minutes. So I'm like, yeah, I guess I'll just walk around the stadium. Yeah. And I just walked around the stadium taking pictures. And I don't know what people were thinking of me. Then somebody comes <laughs> up to me like, oh, can I help you? I said, yeah, I'm waiting for somebody to open up the gift shop to get a jersey. And they're like, you know what, we, I, I'll do it, you know, if you want a, a jersey. So I get there, they wind up giving me like 10% off because nice. I had waited for so long. <laughs> and then I was on my way to Birmingham. So I That's just cool. uh, just remember having my my way at the ballpark. But my goodness, yeah. it's uh, when you compare those two, they're like different centuries. Well, I guess <laughs> they were built different centuries. But, you know, one feels yeah. like the Roman Coliseum compared yeah. <laughs> to uh, something brand shiny and new. So, yeah. all right. So the, your favorite AAAs, what about AA? Um, double A, got to be Frisco Rough Riders. Oh, I have not um, been there yet. That's that's uh, on my list. It's so good. Not only, yeah. of course, the the gym part of that is the Lazy River, but mm-hmm. even beyond that, even if that didn't exist, the rest of the ballpark uh, would be right near the top anyway. Okay, it's that good. Yeah, it's great. And then for single A, the two that stand out for me are the Quad City River Bandits been and there. the. And the Fort Wayne Tin Caps, which oh, I've yeah. been there. Oh yeah, Tin yeah. Caps. Yeah, those are quite different from each other, but both amazing. Well, yeah, Quad City has that amazing view, the bridges, the Ferris wheel. It's right along the Mississippi. I mean, it's an older ballpark that has, you know, found some new things to put in there. Yeah, it's it's a fun little place and one I haven't been to in quite some time. Uh first Thank time you. I went there, I got flooded out. I was supposed to attend uh, a game and I was up in uh, Clinton. And I went on their website and they're like, yeah, today's game's canceled due to flood. I'm like, ooh. So I had to to go back home. (laughs) Yeah, I've heard they've had a lot of issues with that. Uh, Actually, a close friend of mine grew up near there, like 30, 40 minutes away from there. And he he would go to several of their games. And he's talking all the time about all the flooding flooding issues they have there. Oh, my goodness. It's insane. And I I think the night before, they had a, a makeshift wooden bridge that went from the parking lot 
to the stadium. I would love <laughs> to know what that looked like. Like right. was this like a, a log plank that you walked on that was a little shaky? Yeah, so, that sounds uh, interesting. I wonder if I can find some pictures of that. Yeah, that, that I was curious. So I, I guess by the time the game was uh, held the next day, the poli- police officials said, no, nobody's coming downtown. It's too <laughs> too dangerous. So, uh, And then I was supposed to go to Iowa after that game to see to see a game the next day in Des Moines. But okay. once again, they told people not to come. Really? And it would have taken me about six to seven hours to drive out to Des Moines because parts of the interstate were flooded oh, and they wow. were telling people to go different ways. So I said, man, I better, I better just go home. Yeah. This it sounds like it was a sign. <laughs> yeah. This, this is not worth it, but yeah, Fort Wayne. I remember people talking about renovating downtown Fort Wayne and how, uh, you know, the ballpark is not going to be the answer. They have to add more. And then, mm-hmm. They open up the ballpark, they have the hotel, they have the parking lot, and that is just a nice little place to visit now. And oh, yeah. I haven't met anybody who has not said something highly of uh, that ballpark, yeah. Parkview Field. Yeah, same here. And uh, <laughs> even people that uh, I talk to that have not been there say that exact same thing. Like, man, I got to check that out because everyone says how awesome it is. Yeah, and, and they do some nice things. And what I like is that you can walk around the the um you can walk around the ballpark on non-game days. You know, they I've have heard it that. Open. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I know them and the Canapolis Cannonballers have that. I don't know if anyone yeah. else does it, but that's a really cool feature. Yeah, you know, I that's kind of what I like to see ballparks do kind of be like, you know, you had a time we had ballparks kind of like Kauffman Stadium, that's just part of a, a giant sea of uh parking lots parking. yeah and now they're they're incorporating these stadiums into uh little tiny uh villages you know kind of like yeah, the battery right. and you know yeah. and then charlotte's downtown and one thing i remember about charlotte was you you could park for five bucks in the parking deck across the street okay, and then yeah. head over which was very yeah. convenient for me here in indianapolis they're doing so much they're, they're making they're making some construction down there that I don't know where to really park anymore. Yeah. You know, if, if you don't get a spot in the, in the parking deck across the street, you know, so. Yeah. So I've personally, everybody seems to always love the the downtown ballparks and the, the stuff to do right after the ballpark. And I'm not knocking that by any means, but to me, I'm not totally opposed to the ones like Kaufman stadium where it's mm-hmm. nothing to do outside, but it's easy parking because yeah. I, typically when I go in these ballparks, uh, I'm not, I'm not doing something after the game. I'm just okay. driving, going to the next ballpark or, or whatever. And uh, so there's something to be said for the convenience of easy parking, even if that is the cost of not having much to do in the area. Yeah, no, and, and I, I agree. I, I could say that. I, I don't disagree with you because, you know, Chicago, I love going. I go to more White Sox games because it's easier to get to. Okay. You yeah. know, there's a park a lot. You can yeah. tailgate. It's a little bit closer to my mother-in-law's house. Wrigleyville, okay. you, you know, Wrigley Field, you got to drive into there yeah. <laughs> and, and you either got to take mass transportation and everybody's got different ways to get there. Uh, obviously, if somebody's listening, you know, let us know the best way to get to uh, the best way to take mass transit uh, from the south suburbs into yeah. <laughs> uh, into Chicago. I talked with a gentleman today, Scooby McKay, uh, who, okay. uh, who told me that he knows a spot a, a little few blocks away that you could park for free and they shuttle you in. Oh, nice. See, that's like, a really? that's an underrated thing that I really appreciate about appreciate about this whole like Twitter minor league community we have, because not only um, are they super friendly and nice and stuff like that, but also 
when we go when or at least for me when i go on these road trips now i feel like i know someone that lives in the vicinity of almost all the ballparks i'm going to and i can message them and yeah the best part is when i can actually meet up with them at a game it's really cool but even if i can't the fact they'll almost always give you some tips like whether it's like oh park here or whether it's like we'll try this yeah, food or that's true. it is like while you're in town go to this place to eat things like that and it's just mm-hmm. really helpful and fun yeah like i'm sure if somebody came to the cincinnati area you would tell them uh to grab a cincinnati style chili somewhere right i absolutely would yeah. although i will say while i absolutely love that it's from what i've gathered over over the years that if you're from here you love it and if yes. you're not from here you don't love it but I, yes you gotta yes. try it you gotta try it yeah now do you have a go-to is it skyline or is it someplace else I prefer Skyline, but okay. I love Gold Star as well. Like I, I won't really? turn down either one, but if I'm choosing, I will go to Skyline. Yeah, there's when I moved to Cincinnati, I lived down the street from uh, Camp Washington, which is okay. one of the, the regional places right off of Hopple and, and 75, I-75. And everybody mm-hmm. said that was like one of the, the favorite local ones. But uh, yeah, there was like a dividing line between Gold Star and Skyline. Oh, you yeah, know? most people are very heavy one way or the other, but. I, I can't taste I, the difference. Yeah, I if I we've done like me and some of my friends have done like some blind tests before, and I can tell you which one's which, but it's it's really it's ninety eight percent one and ninety seven the other is how much I like. It's like yeah. I can tell a slight difference, but okay, it's like okay. they're both great to me. And yeah, I I can't imagine even I know some people do. I can't imagine why if you do like one of them, why you why you wouldn't like the other. Yeah, and and yeah, that exactly because I've I've had them both. I don't see a big difference. Somebody said somebody was meatier. Somebody said somebody had better spices. Maybe that's the case. I mean, you know, yeah. like I like Diet Coke better than Diet Pepsi. So maybe somebody doesn't think that way. Oh, right. I can't taste the difference. What are you talking about? Right. right. Uh, yeah, it's 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 fun times because I had a friend. For, I'm from New Jersey, so I had a buddy come out, and he's like, "Yeah, somebody told me about." skyline chili i have to go there i'm like i could take you there just you know <laughs> yeah. and then he tried it and he's like man that sucked that was terrible but the person yeah. was from uh just outside of cincinnati somewhere so he yeah, loved it I, he loved I, it i will say that if you're not from the area and you're here absolutely try it but i would imagine if you're not from here you probably won't love it okay all right and then another thing i heard from the dayton area recently was dayton style pizza which yeah, so. it is you tell me it's not really a thing, but it's it's it is a thing. Yeah, I'm sure people from Dayton will you know crucify me for saying it's not really a thing. <laughs> but uh, and I will give them technically it is. I've heard many people use that phrase, and maybe there's something to it that I'm missing. But from my experience, it's basically just a combination of it's a New York style pizza, but a little thinner, a little crunchier. And then they cut it Chicago style. So it's like okay. square cuts, but a more like looks more like the Chicago cut, but it tastes more like the New York style. And there's obviously, you know, depending on which Dayton place you get, I would recommend Marion's. Um, Marion's. Yeah, that's that's the best one to me. And uh, it's obviously a little different, but I don't think it's enough different to classify itself as a Dayton style pizza. Okay. Yeah, I, it's yeah, I. The YouTube, Twitter, social media, you find new things every day. You know, one, oh, one minute sure. it's you, you thought you knew all the regional pizzas and the next minute 
There's like Briar Hill pizza, Ohio Valley style pizza, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, St. Louis style pizza, which is horrible. Yeah. Don't ever have St. Louis style pizza. It's <laughs> never had that. I like Provel cheese, but not not processed cheese on a, a thin <laughs> cracker style pizza that's also cut <laughs> in squares. It's horrible. I'm sorry. St. <laughs> Louis fans, you can say whatever you want. I love the fried ravioli. <laughs> just uh, not the pizza. Yeah, I just I don't know. I what about I've heard people refer to Detroit style pizza and I have no idea what the heck Detroit that is. style pizza is really good. And that's that's kind of becoming the new sexy style original pizza that's taken over the nation because okay. I was in Austin this summer visiting my cousin and there's a place down there that makes it. There's a place uh, in New York City that makes it. Yeah, it's these uh, deep dish pizza made in these steel pans. They're square shaped. Okay. Okay. And they it's a, like a very light, fluffy focaccia bread texture okay. when it comes out mm -hmm. and the cheese is put on first it goes all the way to the edge and then they put the sauce on last when it comes out of the oven okay. and they put these like racing stripes of sauce not yeah, a lot interesting uh and then so. the cheese gets burnt on the side so you have this nice little crispy crunch okay it's quite good. good it's quite good it's yeah. uh, i don't know if you have you have the regional chain jets pizza out there yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's kind of like what that. they make now i am not saying that that's the typical type of pizza you should get but it, right but it's that's kind of uh... that's kind of the angle they're going okay i like that that's yeah good. yeah no and and i like it a lot my wife doesn't like it she likes the chicago tavern style well, chicago is the best giordano yeah. specifically yeah we have one right down the street from me along that's with a, uh yeah. lou malnati's and I can say I don't, local I don't understand why how people like Luminati's better than Giordano's. I mean, don't get me wrong. If someone offered me Luminati's, I would eat yeah. it. But yeah, to me, I, it's not even close. I, I'm not even there yet trying to compare the two. <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah, they're both really good. Uh, I had some Lou Malnati's the other day. I'm, uh, I coach girls soccer at my high school. Okay. And they came out and were giving out uh, selling slices. So for five bucks, nice. you got a slice of Lou Malnati's and... Oh, nice. it was so good. You can <laughs> smell that pizza. They take it out. They cut it fresh. Yeah, it's mm. yeah. Being from New Jersey, you know, I got my opinions on Chicago pizza. I yeah. think it's good. I like it. I yeah. Really, if you make something out of really fresh and quality ingredients, what's there not to like? So right. And talking about pizza in general, I can't recall ever eating a slice mm -hmm. of pizza that I didn't enjoy. Some oh, were, I have talking about some are way better than yeah. others. But... Oh, I've had some bad pizza. Like Chuck E. Cheese pizza when, you know, you had to take the niece and nephew to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was, that was, but you know, yeah, I ate it, you know. Yeah. But <laughs> right. I was, I was wishing yeah. for like Goodfellas pizza from uh, Broad Ripple down here. So <laughs> right. nice. So, okay. So it's not baseball season right now. What are your plans? Uh, what are some ballparks you want to get to in the future? Um, So major league, the ones I've not been to are pretty much all on the West coast. Of course. So yeah. Um, the, the obvious ones of the West Coast that I want to see, of course, is San Francisco and San Diego, but a little lesser known one, not lesser known, but not as common to to be at the top of the list is Coors Field. I've got I've, oh, I've yeah. never been to Colorado. I really want to go to Colorado in general. And then uh, obviously if I was there, I'd go to see that ballpark and uh, that oh, looks yeah. really cool. I want to see a game from the Purple Row um, for minor leagues, similar Probably the most, one I most want to see is Salt Lake City's. That mountains in the backdrop looks yes. amazing. Um, what are some other ones there? Uh, for um, a couple out in Texas that I haven't been to yet, that I would really like to see, like Corpus Christi. Yeah, um, Burger Field. 
yeah that one uh, sugarland amarillo's oh yeah like the el paso out here great things about el paso um and of course you know obviously my goal is to see every ballpark as possible yeah yeah um, but those are some near the tops of my list yeah no i'm with you there i was like when i was in austin i went to sugarland went to enron field i checked out round rock I went to Seguin, which is a Texas collegiate league. I went to a couple okay, okay. Pecos League stadiums. Okay. And I had like this one free day. And <laughs> Texas Rangers were playing in the afternoon. Frisco was playing at night. And mm-hmm. I was talking to Anna from uh, the baseball bucket ha- uh, bucket list. And she's like, if, if you pick one ballpark, go to Frisco. Do not go to the Rangers game. <laughs> like, yeah. screw the rain. I'm like, well, I have to go to Texas. I got to get yeah. my, gotta get back up to par with my ballparks. Right. And, you know, I'm thinking like, man, if I, it's going to be a three-hour drive there, a three-hour drive back. Mm-hmm. It was just a lot to stick in. I'm with family. You know, I didn't want them to think that, you know, I was driving them crazy by, by going all these yeah. different places. So I said, yeah, next year I'll plan. So. Yeah. A buddy of mine are thinking about yeah. doing that trip exactly. uh, sometime next yeah. year. And you'll love that one if you do. And uh, yeah, I totally get what you're talking about. I mean, like nothing pleases me more than going to a ballpark for the first time. And I enjoy it for obviously, but there to some degree, it, it's work to do it too in situations yeah. like that where you've already probably been doing a bunch of traveling. Yes. You do feel like on one hand, you got to take advantage of. Well, no, you're no, you're area, right. You're absolutely but... right. It's like, <laughs> I'm here. I mean, I have this yeah. free day and it's like, you know, my cousin's like, well, we can do this. We can do that in town because Austin's a nice town. It's not like yeah. I'm, we're in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> right. And I'm like, yeah, right. that might, you know, and then gas prices. And then we're yeah, you know, using her mom's car, which, you know, <laughs> you can feel all the bumps and bruises. I thought it, I thought it drove well. Uh, I, I wind up going to Weimar, Texas, which had a Pecos League team. They folded. They're not there Anything. anymore. But I got to see batting gotcha. practice and talk to the players. A nice old 1947 stadium that I was just like, wow, this is looks it looks like it, it looks like it's never changed. It's kept up really well. Mm-hmm. They're taking a good job of it. I was I was really uh, amazed by that. But yeah, yeah Texas is a big state to be driving around and, and getting into yeah. all these ballparks unless you have For like sure. even El Paso. Like you have to fight El Paso to see that. Yeah, because if you fly but, to Dallas or Austin or Houston, I mean, you're, you're driving days to get there. Oh, so. uh, yeah. It's funny. I tell uh, friends of mine, me and my brother went on a road trip. Uh, the end destination was Houston here from cool. Cincinnati and back. But it was funny during that road trip. The first day of the road trip, we drove through like four or five states. The mm-hmm. second day of the road trip, we were in like four or five states. Then we got to Texas and we yeah. didn't leave Texas for like two, three days. No, <laughs> just no, exactly. being in Texas. Yeah, exactly. And Texas has some, I mean, Texas has some great college parks. It has yeah. uh, professional parks, minor leagues, summer collegiate. I mean, they, there's all sorts of stuff hiding out there. And some of these ballparks are not even used during the summer uh, just because uh, there's no team out there. So, yeah. It's, uh, it's, yeah, and I'm with you there with, uh, I think you mentioned another ballpark. Yeah. Colorado, Denver, yeah. uh, back in 2009, I bought an airline ticket cause I want to go see the ballpark. So I made a, a week, made out there. a week trip out there and I was able to see the Colorado uh, Rockies. And I remember I bought a, a Colorado Buffalo jacket cause I, it, stupid me didn't realize how cold it got at night <laughs> and I brought it back home and I would wear it still. And everybody was like, Oh, did you go to Colorado? Did you go to Colorado? <laughs> you, you Buffalo? <laughs> Finally, I, I gave it away because I couldn't fit into it anymore. And it's like, I kind of miss those days when people would talk to me because I had my jacket uh, on. As soon right. as I said no, I didn't. They're like, ah, 
<laughs> don't want to talk anymore. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. So cool. Uh, well, as we wrap up the conversation, uh, any any uh, future episodes of your podcast? For sure. Um, you have some guests coming on? I do. I'm, now, I'm one of those when I do my podcasting. I I want to meet somewhere in the middle as far as how far in advance I record. Like okay. I don't want to be recording an episode today in October that's going to air in January. But I also don't want to be recording an episode today that's going to air tomorrow and have to rush to yeah. do all the editing and stuff. So I'll typically... I'll try thinking ahead, of course, about who I want to be on the podcast. And often I will schedule an interview, you know, a week or two in advance or whatever. But I don't typically record more than one or two in, ahead of time. So okay. at the moment, I just had a, a couple of days ago, had a fun interview with my brother, Matt. He's a huge sports fan, big baseball fan. He's the one that's more of a basketball fan. But uh, I always enjoy talking to him because as any of my family or, or close friends could tell you, it is literally impossible for him and I to have a conversation without friendly bantering and, you know, messing around with each other and trying to get the upper hand. Um, one of my favorite ways to describe our competitiveness is one time we played Guess Who. Do you remember the, the old game? Yeah, Guess Who. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very simple game, obviously. As adults, we played that game and had to break out the rule book to settle a, a debate because we couldn't agree even on the very simple child's game like that. Um but anyway, so I interviewed him a couple of days ago. That's going to be the next episode coming out. Um, that's the only one I've got recorded ahead of time. Obviously, um, I've got some uh, people I'm contacting and stuff about getting ahead of or for future episodes. But because I only do mine every other week, having that one ahead of time, as long as I can pretty constantly have that, then that basically gives me a month before I absolutely have to record another one. Oh, so yeah. It's the only one I got booked right now, basically. Yeah, no, and no, I know it's... Uh... Yeah, I was getting down to a few people and I said, man, I got to reach out. I got to get some more content out here. And I'm always trying to get people from baseball clubs. And but, you know, sometimes I like to reach out to fellow, you know, online influencers, baseball podcasters, you know, just just random fans just to just have to have a nice conversation. So and it's good to mix it up amongst, like you said, sometimes it's nice to have a team of employees. Sometimes it's nice to have a fan podcaster because you don't know everybody's got their own stories anyway, but especially if they're coming from different backgrounds, it makes it more Mm -hmm. uh, unique and keeps the mixture going. Yeah, no, exactly. And, you know, just talking about your travels, talking about the, the weird things you pop up on. It's, uh, I mean, we, I can bring people back on the show multiple times and you'll have a different podcast. And some of them give you a good suggestions of things to do. Like one of the guests on my show ben lampron he gave uh, multiple suggestions but the one that i really took to heart is he gets a picture with the mascot at every minor league game yes. he goes to so i've been trying to do that lately and it's just it's simple but it's a lot of fun yeah no yeah paul baker from stadium journey he does the same thing he always has a nice. picture of the mascot I, I don't do that but you know i, I don't know yeah. why it's just not my thing and then of course you know <laughs> mr caputo gets his uh ice cream cone oh yeah he's got me hooked on those too the last baseball year, couple of years I've i been... see i see them in the uh oh yeah that's just yeah. The, the corner of them there yeah i picked I... up i picked up a houston astros one this year but i left it in my cousin's car i'm like yeah uh, <laughs> it looks but yeah, yeah you're an astros fan you, you you'd like this <laughs> I, there you go yeah, yeah i used to pick more. up i used to pick up pocket schedules like i oh, yeah. i have pocket I schedules dating back to the late 80s and i really i cool. stopped collecting them but i know people who collect them but i just never give it to those people so <laughs> i have like yeah. two sets of pocket schedules the last six seven years oh wow and i it's love like, those too and, and, been, and, then, and yeah they and... get scattered around sometimes my wife's like oh my goodness would you throw away these stupid schedules <laughs> right i'm uh <laughs> 
uh, right now I've got a handful. I just display them, you know, sitting on my desk or in boxes and stuff, but I've got this idea. I need to work on this off season of putting them in like, you know, like the old baseball card binders yeah. and stuff. I'm going to work on getting some of those and putting them in the sleeves like that. So, uh, I feel like it'd be cooler that way. I used to have photo books and it was nice. And then all of a okay. sudden, like the mini photo books and all of a sudden they stopped making them. You couldn't find them. Yeah. And then, then you could find them. And then you, you had about 30 books you're carrying around. You're like, yeah. okay, I <laughs> yeah. could come up with something better. So <laughs> I get it. I get it. Well, Mike, I appreciate you taking time to come on the show today. Great conversation. Definitely, definitely can do this again in the future. Uh, where can people yeah. find you? When should they listen? So yeah, first of all, thanks for having me on. And uh, I appreciate the conversation. And I also appreciate every now and then I'll reach out to you to record a few minute audio about ballparks oh, to yeah. add to the end of my show. So I appreciate the the contribution you make to my up to chat podcast. Oh, no problem. Anytime. Um, but uh, yeah, for me personally on Instagram and Twitter, you can find me. It's uh, at P-U-K-32 ellers and then for my show up to chat podcast you can find it on twitter at up to chat instagram is at up to chat pod and one other spot is i have an additional that's right a third instagram page oh, nice. it's a uh, it's born to baseball so it's born underscore two to not the number underscore baseball and that is strictly for my baseball travels so every time i go to a new ballpark or like a cooperstown or like a a museum or anything like that i just post pictures of that it's strictly for that but it's cool to see all that in one place so those places is where you can find me and yeah, my my show is every other wednesday every other wednesday so perfect all right well mike thank you for coming on again we'll definitely check out your channel and um yeah whenever you're in indianapolis i know you're coming this weekend but if you're ever in indianapolis need some recommendations and if i'm out in dayton uh hopefully we can meet up and, and talk a little more yeah, absolutely. Just let me know. And yeah, I'll definitely keep listening to your show as well. All right. Thanks a lot. Have a good yeah. one. Thanks. You too. All right. That was Mike Sellers of Up to Chat podcast. Uh, he loves the ballparks that are surrounded by giant parking lots because it's easy in, easy out. Uh, can't fault him for that. There are some benefits. I uh, don't think too many people in Milwaukee would complain about their ballpark and the the amount of tailgating that takes place prior to a game. Same thing in Chicago, same thing in Kansas City. I'm probably leaving out a few other ballparks out there, but those are the three that jump out at me. Uh, Dodger Stadium, I guess, has a large uh, parking lot as well. Anaheim. You know, but then you got the downtown ballparks of uh, Chicago and Pittsburgh and San Francisco and uh, Seattle. And I'm sure there's downtown ballparks that have some tailgating and parking you just have to get there early to grab a spot you know if you show up there right at the game and it's you know people are trying to get in the lots it could become hectic and you know anyway so that was a great interview usually when i have somebody on here i don't know how long it's going to go i don't know how great the conversation is going to be but that was a fun interview we went almost an hour talking we could have went a lot longer i would love to get on your show uh let me know we'll make it happen if you want to come back on my show somewhere down the road, we'll make that happen as well. And guys, keep listening to the Ballpark Hunter podcast. 
uh every monday there's an episode and uh i think i'm gonna make it until the end of the year because i'm just it's filling up i got people coming in i got things to do i got places to go everybody's doing it uh you can also check out ballpark hunter on youtube follow my adventures as i visit a stadium or ballpark near you so and then of course you can come on stadium journey go on the stadium journey website check out some of my reviews be more than happy for you to read them and uh, any suggestions, please uh, let me know on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Follow me, like me, subscribe on YouTube, watch my videos, put them on, you know, back to back to back to back play, play them all day long so I can get up to 4,000 hours. Do your service. So this is Mark, the Ballpark Hunter, saying thank you once again for listening. This is a fun little hobby that I do, but believe you me, you guys make it a lot better. So keep reaching for the stars and we'll see you next week as the countdown continues. Adios.